0: Hi friends, I'm Erin from Wayland Farms and Erin Wayland Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey from an urban farm in Washington State to 100 plus acres in Tennessee. This is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we are building our homestead from the ground up. Happy Friday to you guys and happy season two. So I took a week off because I'm trying to restructure some of the things I'm doing on the podcast and just in general. Um, Things have been a lot busier lately for me, which is such a blessing, but it. I also have to reconfigure out how to add all this into an already fairly busy life, um, which I know we all have. And so this is season two, and so I took a week off last week. I'm beginning, so basically season one was the last two plus years. <laughs> but I am breaking this into seasons now where I have eight weeks on, two weeks off, eight weeks on, two weeks off, just so I have some time to um, structure a new podcasts, to schedule people to interview. I'm not always gonna be doing interviews, but it is gonna be something that. That I am going to incorporate more because I feel like it's very insightful and also it's very hard for me sometimes to come up to things like, I know I have enough to talk about, but you get in your own head. And so sometimes it's just a break, nice to have a break from listening to yourself talk and be able to bring someone else on who can bring in wisdom and different perspectives. And that is what Mindy is doing today. I found Mindy on YouTube and she is a raw milk A2A2 dairy farmer, and she is just so sweet, so educational, has so much going on. And so I'm going to um, leave it at that, and we're just going to jump right into my episode with her. I also have this available on YouTube. It is already uploaded there. It is live. So I will leave, leave the link down below in the notes section of that. So if you guys just would rather see our conversation back and forth, you can do that as well. And without further ado, here is my interview with Mindy. Okay, there we are. We're recording now. Okay, so hi Mindy. It is so glad to have you on here. You have been, I first found the Little Red Farm and you on YouTube and I thought you were just so full of amazing information and so I kind of connected with you there. I then followed you on Instagram and all the things and I have, I feel like you're just you're so down to earth and you're very factual and it's just, it's easy to understand what you're saying. And I really appreciate that. I um, and oh, so I just want to, yeah, all my followers love, they just kind of, they love what I love. And so I know that they will love you. And so um, I just want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired the establishment of the little bread farm and kind of your journey.
1: That's crazy. You found me on YouTube that, that cracks me up because that's where I have the least amount of followers. So I love, <laughs> I just, I love hearing about where people found me and the connections and it just, it makes my heart happy. So, um, so our firm, we moved out to our, we're near Lincoln, Nebraska. So we're like smack dab in the middle of the United States. Um, if you're a gardener, we're five, five uh, B is the zone that we're in for some people. They'll be like, oh yeah, I know I know exactly what that is. Um, so we moved out to our homestead in 2014 we had previously lived in the country for about two years in another state. It's the only time we haven't lived in this area. It took us three years to find this place. So um, when people comment and say, you know, they're looking and they're trying to find somewhere, like, I think even now it's harder to find um, that little slice of country to call your own. Um, but we just love this place. It's an old homestead. Um and then in 2019, our first dairy cow calf and me being who I am and just wanting to try and do all the things, um, I have a neurospicy brain, so it likes to stay busy and always wants to try something new and learn something new. And, um, I was like, well, why don't we just, why don't we try this? We had bought raw milk. Um, so that's what we sell in our farmer's market shop. That is our main product is A2A2 grass fed raw milk. Um, with all the cream on it. It's it's the good stuff. So we had tried raw milk. Um, man, when our kids were younger, they were 10 when we moved out here. And you just went in and it was uh, like a, it was a it was kind of a dingy gross garage with stacks of everything everywhere. And you just like left your money and grabbed a jar out of the fridge. And it just, it just felt very creepy and unwelcoming and like you didn't see the cows you never saw the farmer there was kind of you know it was a typical farm there was stuff piled places and um so I'm like if we're gonna try this we're and and I never took the kids with me because of course they they couldn't get out it wasn't a place where you you know let your kids out of the car to look at the animals or anything like that so I'm like if we're doing this we are gonna do somewhere where mamas can get their kids out of the car. My kids are 12 months apart in age. So we wow. just we just did it all at once. <laughs> and we wanted them close, God laughed. Um, and, and there they were. But um I I just as a mom and a former preschool teacher, like I know how important it is to have somewhere where it's family friendly, especially for mamas who are making the drive out and things like that. So we um yeah, we have a couch and we have a toy corner in there and we sell our pork and beef from a partner farm, And then we have all these lovely things, um, from other small farms around the U S. And so we have our own little farmer's market and people can come out and they can enjoy visiting with other people and have a cup of coffee. And, um, it's just amazing to see all the beautiful people that God has brought into my life because of this that I never would have met otherwise. So that in a nutshell is kind of where we started to where we are now.
0: That is so cool because you're right, farms are more operational. I think sometimes the farmer is removed from how it can look from the outside to other people. You know, like it's just not something that their brains are processing. Like they are busy working with the cows and tending thing and they know that the cows are healthy. But sometimes to someone who isn't experienced in that, they don't don't see that. They just see the cleanliness of the place or So like the whole presentation has to, you, you do have to think about that.
1: (laughs) Right. And I grew up as a city girl. So like, um, and, and the family I grew up in was very much vacuum lines in the carpet, you know, straight rows in the grass. So (laughs) I, as a city girl, I, I noticed those things and I know that our customers may not understand that that does or doesn't speak to the care of the animals but also I know that for them it translates into understanding we take care with other things too. So that's why we try to do that.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I think then, yeah, cause especially, again, I have the young kids too. So when you can come to someplace that feels welcoming, the feel of someplace is almost just as important as the product that you're getting from that place. Um, and so that makes a huge difference. 100%. Okay, so from there- yeah, I'm how... very
1: much about the vibe.
0: <laughs> right, yes, it's, it's super important. Um, and I love your little farm shop cause I've seen it on YouTube and on Instagram. Um, but okay. So why did you decide to do the dairy route? So you kind of had that experience with dairy. You knew you could do it better. Cause we're out crazy. Of all, <laughs> I was gonna say, out of all the different operations that you could do on a farm, you chose milk, but you
1: didn't just choose milk. You chose raw milk. <sighs> <Why? laughs> cause we're masochists apparently. Um, <laughs> so you know I I love animals um honestly we looked through like a million different things um I get bored easily with crops so um (laughs) fun fact about me I can garden but I don't so that's one tip I always give homesteaders I'm like it's okay if you don't do it all like I think with homesteading, we have this mindset that we have to do every little thing. And sometimes that is the, it's just a lie that's going to overwhelm you and going to make you want to quit because it's so easy to get overwhelmed. Um, so all that to say, we looked at different crops. Um, The one thing that I thought would have been super fun, but it's illegal here is growing whitetail deer and then you harvest the antlers, but you know, they shed the antlers. So it's a, it's a byproduct, and then you get long-term, um, you know, animal care. Um, so that was one of the fun things about dairy is like, as much as we're getting a harvest and selling it, we get the joy of the animals. Um, but we get to see that animal throughout its lifetime. And that's something that I love. Like with beef, you're you're turning those um, around every couple years. Um, even with you know, if you have a calf cow operation, you're you're getting rid of animals all the time. That's that's where your income comes in. So, um, and and it just kind of became. My husband <laughs> said to me, "It'd be really nice if we could just have the farm as our retirement, and me being who I am." like you sure that's what you want like I, I can do that I can make that happen and you know and <laughs> oh here goodness. we are so the best love- way to get me to do something is to say it can't be done and then you know like, that's that's all it takes so <laughs> yes and cows are
0: like I have always loved cows I have not had a dairy cow myself but I have like been on some dairy farms work with some and then obviously my, my grandparents raised um just meat cattle and so we had some of those But cows Mm -hmm. are just, they are so special. Like, I don't know how to pinpoint, but cows have such personalities. And to be able to kind of foster that relationship, because milk cows, people always ask, like when they talk about milk cows, or if you're cruel or whatever, and I said milk cows, they've got to be spoiled, or they're not going to produce well. I mean, am I not right? Like, you have to love on them, and they have to be given a certain thing, or you're not going to produce milk. So (laughs) that's a huge part of it. You can't.
1: Yeah, you can't abuse an animal and then expect it to come to you on a daily basis and let you touch it, you know, on the udders. Yeah, So that, that idea is ridiculous um, that dairy cows are abused. They're not. Um, but, like, the, the misconception that cows are cuddly <laughs> on the internet is huge. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> they, some of them are. Um I think especially like the singletons cows are herd animals so really you shouldn't have a singleton. So here's me enabling you Aaron. You need more than one. You you I'm with can't you, okay. just have I, I one. I had my husband. Yep, you tell him Farmer Mindy told you and she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> I'm That's sure it'll is. work. So um I think the singletons especially are going to be a little cuddlier because like the herd will they'll groom each other. They will um, which is, you know, licking and cleaning and they don't sleep together though. Even like mamas and babies, they don't sleep when they're touching. They need a lot of room to get up and get down. Um, so when I see those, Oh, come nap with a cow for $20. I'm like, come get stepped on by a cow. Like, no, even the babies, it hurts when they step on your feet. Like, trust me, I know. Um, so, and then, so Rose was our very first dairy cow, um, if you ever see pictures of me cuddling a cow with kind of she looks like a viking cow she's got black stripes on her face um and but she she is a sweetheart but she's also a total brat so they like she will headbutt somebody just as fast as she will groom them or you know snuggle me so i think they can be both yeah. but There's a lot of
0: misconceptions on the internet because you see one or two reels of a cow hugging a person and then it goes viral. And then you're like, well, that just must be how it is. And so I kind of want to talk about that, the misconception that people get on the internet and then the fact that you really can't, I want to kind of get into your mentorship program a little bit because we kind of talked about this back and forth through messenger, but it's so hard on the internet because people say they want to see real life. But then when you show them (laughs) real life, they don't. They get very angry and irritated because it's not what they thought it would be. And so because they don't have a concept of how it's supposed to be, they just automatically assume if it looks different than what they expected, it is wrong. And so and so yeah. you were kind of coming to this fact where you saw people who wanted help. But you also understood the fact that it's so nuanced and that not everyone needs that information. And so you decided that- right would put something together so that someone could come and ask these questions and not be criticized on the internet, not be belittled, not be yep. reported for trying yep. to learn in an environment. Right. It's not pro learning. Like as much as the internet is amazing, it is also a hindrance in a lot of areas. So explain just kind of that whole concept yeah. and how you decide to a membership program.
1: Yeah. Cause if, if I show, if I would show a video, it's, it's rare for us that we have to pull calves, but if I would show you a video of us pulling a calf, like my account could get reported um i it just it's the milking videos Aaron of me milking a cow get the black label with the sensitive content on it it's oh ridiculous God. um so it yes i my goal so we've been doing homesteading 10 years right and um, i love to learn my brain just loves information and will hold on to it. Um, and then I'm also very analytical. So like I can see, well, this works this way and this works this way, and this is why this works this way, but you can tweak it and do this. And, and so it's really important to remember that every homestead is going to be unique and it should be your property, your animals, your climate, your family, what your goals are. Those are all going to be different. So, um, I love free-ranging my chickens. It absolutely reduces the amount of problems we have from here down to here. However, I have big, you know, protective dog privileges. I call them my big scary dog privileges. We have three LGDs that range our property. I don't don't close my coop at night. Like, there's not a lot of people that can do that. So, like, best-case scenario for me, for someone who doesn't have big scary dog privileges or – You know, maybe there's a bunch of neighborhood dogs that roam around in their acreage neighborhood and that's not going to be best case scenario for them. So number one, I think it's important to have a community where people can understand that we can make different choices and we don't have to get all caught up in the cognitive dissonance like you're talking about, right? Like people see something and if it's not what they're expecting, they're, um, like some people take it so far as to get offended, and it's like it's okay if we do things different. That doesn't mean that you're wrong and I'm right, or I'm right and you're wrong. Like it means they're different, and we usually have reasons for doing that. Like, um, and it's it's okay. It's actually a good thing. There's so, so many different ways seemed, to do the same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like that old phrase: "There's you know, there's a million ways to skin a cat." It. It's true. Um, So, and just seeing some of the questions that people are asking in those groups. So the average homestead, I heard these numbers the other day. The average homestead only lasts about six years. The first two years are the honeymoon period. The next two are the, oh man, what did we do? Um, And then the last two are the phasing out when you're like, okay, this is too hard. We can't do this. How do we back off? How do we? um, And I think... I think a lot of the people sharing about homesteading on the internet are in the honeymoon phase. And so yeah. the information that they're sharing, some of it's good, mm-hmm. some of it's downright damaging. And I think people looking for good answers don't even know where to look. It was actually easier 10 years ago when we started to find good information. Um, Here, it's so much face- harder now.
0: Because I, I was thinking that the other day I was going, cause there were some people, shouting some stuff out and, and I, and I understand from a beginner's perspective, but there is something, and I'm not even like we, I grew up with horses and things like that, but I grew up with some of the homestead, but not all of the homestead. So there's some things that I have a pretty decent concept for. There's some things that I don't, but just because you've been homesteading for two years does not make you an expert in something. And it it is frustrating. Mm -hmm. I think discouraging for a lot of people who come in to hear this information that is not extremely accurate, but everyone's shouting it from the rooftop right now. So I think that vetting people is very important on the internet and vetting experience because it's fine for someone to say, Hey, I've been doing this two years. This is what I've been doing. But when you come on to this platform and say, I'm an expert and you should listen to me and you're two years in like, "Mm, red flag should be up, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then sadly, some of those people, you know, they build a whole account on their one or two dairy cows. And then six months later, I see a video and they're selling them and, and that's okay. Like, I think we need to, I think we need to allow ourselves and each other the grace to realize that it's okay if you decide you don't want to do something. It's yeah. okay to back out of it. Like me with gardening again, <laughs> I have done gardens. They have been fairly successful. I don't enjoy them. I force my children to start watering them for me by July, and then the whole family gets grumpy. And so we have a customer in our farmers market shop. She's been organic gardening for over two decades. Like Erin, she's amazing. Um, We have her organic garden planner on our website because she knows all the things. She's a smarter, not harder. Um, And it's okay. There's always going to be someone who knows more than you and always someone who knows less than you? Like, it doesn't matter what yes. you're doing in life. If that's gonna be the case. And it's not worth getting your panties in a bunch because somebody knows more or less than you. It's just, it's no, not And it.
0: especially when um, animals are involved, because if you have a dairy cow and you're not enjoying it, you want the animal to have someone who is going to utilize it and that's okay. I'm, I'm so for yeah. every, and you know what? That just makes us stronger as a community because I'll get my milk from you and you can get your vegetables from me. And that's pretty darn amazing that you can outsource some of that stuff and you guys can work together as a community, which is so much better than just the single, like, I'm going to be self-sufficient. I think that that's, I don't think that that's actually true at all. I think community is better. I would agree. So that is kind of what people get in your membership group. So kind of spell out your membership group, kind of what you talk about in there and who might be benefited um, to be in this group.
1: So if you've ever, so... I call it read rage. Sometimes when I go in different livestock groups or farming groups or homesteading groups, um, I get really frustrated because the advice they're getting is some of it's good, some of it's damaging, and then you have all the people that are like, well, why didn't you just do this? And I'm like, this poor person is just trying... They're asking for help. Do you know how hard it is as an adult to say, Hey, you know what? I don't know this. I need someone to help me out. I'm trying to learn and then have people jump down your throat. So, so many posts start with, please be kind. And I wanted to create a place where people don't have to start their posts with, please be kind. Like that is how the group works. We're here to encourage. We're here to support. We're here to cheer each other on. Um, I have to filter heavily on the internet. I am sure that you do too. And so we created, it's a private mentorship group. It is hosted on Facebook just because everybody has access to that. Um, and it just makes it easy. It is, um, it's $17 a month right now. We're doing beta testing. So it's a little bit less. So that's going to go until March 31st, or I'm sorry, till February 29th. Um so that may or may not be available when this goes out, but it's $17 a month. You goes out. Say that again.
0: I'm sorry. I said people have a few days to grab it once this goes out, but I'll keep the link for both of them okay. up to the 17. Yeah.
1: Okay. So right now we're beta testing until the end of February. So that means you can jump in at $9 a month. You'll get to keep that $9 a month fee for the lifetime of your continuous membership. If you opt out and not back in, then you'll get the $17 price that it's going up to in March. Um, You can post whatever questions you have in there. I'll respond within 24 hours. I'm also posting um, daily educational content, and then we're going to have a theme each week for a week or two weeks. So we all, I've been doing this 10 years. I'm still learning things. And I love hearing how other people are doing things too. So I'll post some educational content. People can comment with how they do it. We can all get ideas from each other. Um, And maybe if that's something you haven't experienced or learned yet, you can just file that away, right? And then We will have links to other resources. Um, If you're not someone who's at the spot where you want to pay for that monthly membership yet, we do have free homestead resource emails. So all of this is on our website at naturallysimplehomestead.com. And those homestead resource emails, those are free. We'll have like kind of what you should be doing on your homestead that time of year, Um, different links, to look at different supply lists and things like that we put out some freebies so i think this is actually still linked in my bio that anybody can grab i have a chicken cheat calendar so it is all the dates (laughs) right because sometimes it's nice when you're trying to plan your flock to know like okay when should i be getting eggs like if i buy them in april should i expect eggs this year because with some breeds you're, you're not going to um or like okay we're doing meat chickens i need to like my kid has school starting or we have this homeschool conference or whatever i need to make sure we avoid that for our harvest date so this just has it all mapped out for you to make it easy so little resources like that that could you figure it out yeah you could is this going to save you some time and just help you get an overall birds eye view of what you're looking at yes and then coming up in april that's when we'll start our farm to table Um, mentorship group. So this one is for homesteading. And then the next one is the farm to table business. So that's for people who are selling their homestead products, looking to make an income. That's a different conversation. And so we're going to have two separate groups for that because business mentorship and homestead mentorship are very different. Um, So we'll have both those support systems for people.
0: That's amazing. And when that one comes out too, I'll add the link to that as well. Cause I know a lot of people who want to be able to either do a side hustle from their farm or their business or to be able to mm-hmm. maybe bring home their spouse so that they can be part of that as well. And then, so this group that you yeah. have currently though, you talk everything from chickens to, um, to the dairy cows, to do you talk about the pigs and just kind of all the nuances of just a general all encompassing homestead kind of theme.
1: Yep. And then, and then some of the topics are going to be like what, what you should be doing on your homestead that time of year. Um, homestead maintenance, what things you need to be aware of that are coming up, what things, and I'm not a gardener, but again, Holly's my gardening expert. She'll be in there. So I'm pulling some other people in that they have different, again, it's a community, right? Yeah. So they have different areas of expertise. And I'm I'm just super excited about actually getting to know some people. Like I have some faithful followers that they comment more often, but we really don't get to know each other and what's going on on each other's homesteads just through social media. So with this, like they can ask questions. And one of the, one of the girls was like, we just had a calf. And so a week later I went back and I was like, Hey, how's everybody doing? What's going on? And it's just fun to actually get to know some people and not have to be so filtered. So the one of the other things that I don't get to post about online is when we get an injury and or there's a death or something like that. And I think that because we have to use that rose-colored filter with social media so we don't get things blocked or blamed or reported, it really does paint that rosy picture and unfortunately, set some people up for a distorted view. So with this group, instead of having to filter all that, I can say, hey, look, Joyce shoved her hoof out the side of the barn, scraped her ankle up. And this is how we're dealing with it so that she doesn't get an infection in her joint and we lose the cow. Um I can't post that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I will get reported for animal abuse when really the animals abuse themselves. I'm sorry, I can't. I this can't help it. Do. It's
0: usually the animal. I'm like half the time I'm just cleaning up the messes they're making. They're like children. They're just like children.
1: <laughs> they are. I feel like cows have about a two-year-old mentality as far as what they get into, how they act, how they respond. Very much a two-year-old type personality for sure. Oh my
0: goodness, it's so true. Oh, okay, so you have got yeah. I feel like you have a creative brain like me then so you're constantly because a lot of people look at the farm shop that you have going and you're milking the cows all day and you're doing all that, but you're also adding this mentorship on and then you have another mentorship coming. So you're just like all at it. How do you balance the roles? Because I know a lot of people they are farming, but they do want to add that um, that business aspect to it. So how do you manage to do all of the farm tasks, but then also fuel your business forward and move forward? And how important do you think social media plays in the role of that as well?
1: Ooh. So that's a lot of a lot of questions, um, very loaded questions. So I'm going to start out by saying my children are now 19 and 20. So for some of these mamas that I see doing this, and they've got a babe in their arms, and they've got and I have two kids and I love my kids. And I know that fully fledges me as a mom. Like you have one kid, you have babies and you're a mom. Like we all have a mom card, but the level of work and little souls to take care of and nurture, some people have it exponentially more than I ever did. Um, And so I think that you really, the thing I try to tell all my mamas, and I'm I'm talking to women here because this is who I see, they're like me, right? Like, they're like, I want the cow and then I'll have extra milk and then I can, it can be a side hustle and I get it because I did it. Um, but I think it's important to speak over all of us that there are seasons in life and some of them are harder than others. Some of them are busier than others. There are joys and challenges in each one. So please, please look at that season of life and decide what is most important and know that if you don't take care of mama, nobody else takes care of mama. And if mama's not okay, the kids aren't okay. And, um, there have been seasons in life where I have just had to, where all I have had room for is just taking care of me so that I can make sure I get my kids picked up from where they need to be picked up from. And we all get fed and that's okay. That is enough. That being said, my children are extremely independent. Shocker. Um, <laughs> just like their parents. We're entrepreneurs, we we have he has a construction business too. Like we we just we enjoy all the things. And so they're very independent. And when we moved out here, they were nine and ten. And then when the farm store opened, they would have been fourteen and fifteen. So she started driving to school, and then she took him to school. So I wasn't driving kids to school at that point. And I think the number one thing you can do to be successful, whether it's homesteading or a farm to table business, is do one thing at a time. When you are focusing on 20 different things, something's going to suffer. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) And I have someone who comes and cleans my house, Erin. I have other girls who work with me in the farm store. And one of them is kind of like my shop manager. Another one makes sure that all my computer stuff stays updated. Another one does lots of extra cleaning. So they, they cover all my bases there. My I do milk occasionally. In the beginning, I used to milk multiple times a week. At this point, I milk a couple times a month. I'm always the one who makes cream. Um, thankfully, my husband is home working the farm now, but it's... He's still doing some construction jobs to balance it out. Um, But like we have divided and conquered at this point because I honestly don't know that I would be able to do it well to this level if we weren't all doing this together. So I I think it's.
0: So sorry. I think that that's just so amazing because you knew your time. You knew the value of your time and you knew that to accomplish everything, you had to bring in other people. And I just think we so often have this, I can't afford to bring this and I can't afford to do this. And I only, I can only do it all. But when you do that, you can't do it all. And so you're losing finances and you're losing income that you could be having by just trying to do it all yourself. And so I love that you said that. And your sanity, (laughs) you are losing (laughs) your ever loving sanity. And I love too, that you like, you waited, like you're growing your business now, but it was, it was a slow grow. And I think Instagram and social media sometimes portrays it as look, buy a farm in the next year, bring your husband home. And you guys get like, it doesn't work that yeah. way. And, and that's okay. Yeah. And slow is yes. better. I am not a slow person, but I have had to learn a lot Same. the last few years to be slower. And I look back at what I wanted to do, but my husband was like, let's slow down. And I'm like, we would have made such a mess if we had done what I was just like, right now, right now, you know? So there's so much wisdom in what you just said.
1: And, and that's the thing, like, it's, it sounds like your husband's similar to mine where he's, he's your balance. Right. And that's the way mine is too. I am the go. He is the, we'll get there. (laughs) And, And I'm. So thankful for that. And, and, and that's just it. There were times where like, it seemed counterproductive to pay someone else to help us. But when my husband can go and work a construction job where he's the owner and his, you know, wage is up here versus paying the next door neighbor kid $12 an hour to fill milk jugs. Like he should be at work. I yes. can pay the neighbor kid like it's, it's fine. Um, and so now we're at the point where some of those positions we've, we've um, ended them because he's home and he has more time, which isn't really a thing when you have a farm, but <laughs> it, there is a time and a place in doing the math. Like if you're going to do farm to table, you absolutely have to do the math and growing slow. I, I, if we had gotten, we wouldn't have made it. So with farm-to-table businesses in two years, 80% of them are gone. They've just disappeared. That's why so many people have to find a new milk supplier and a new milk I'm supplier. I'm on my third. And I'm after on my third. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. And, and after five years, 95% are gone. So April will be five years for us. And the reason we... We could sell so much more milk, but we sell what we have and we have grown slowly because it has allowed us to develop systems and boundaries and safeguards. And, and we tried milking twice a day. We're a once a day milking farm. If you didn't know you can only milk cows once a day, there's your pro tip. Um, a raw milk dairy farmer neighbor taught us that. And I am forever grateful because we tried doing twice a day milking over this summer we were in a tight spot um, with really low supply and just so many disappointed customers but we tried milking twice a day we were both miserable like miserable Aaron and there is there is a point where it's not worth it and especially it's your homestead or your farm and we have always said, like, we're going to do this to the extent that we can still enjoy it. And so I think that's really important, too. There's going to be ups and downs. That's okay. But if you're miserable, you need to change something. If if you try it and this doesn't end up being for you, that's okay, too. Like, there's there's so many different ways to do things. Um, and, yeah, you could... You could you could grow sunflowers or hops or Christmas trees. You don't have to do dairy cows. Before
0: we dive deeper with Mindy and talk more about raw dairy farming, I wanted to take a moment to give a shout out to Force of Nature, which is the cleaner that I use in my home. I know you guys have heard me talk about it before. I personally swear by it, especially when dealing with those stubborn milk smells in my glass gallon jars. I was having a hard time, even when I was cleaning them well, after they would dry, I would just smell that uh, milk residue in there. And so what I started doing was I would clean them really well with hot water, and then I would spray them with Force of Nature, and I allow them to sit with that for about 30 seconds to a minute and then I rinse it off and dry and that has completely gotten rid of the the milk smell in the jars so I can I can swap things in and out and I don't have that residue that smell kind of leaching into my new milk Um, and that has been the only cleaner that I feel really good with I don't want to put bleach in a container that I'm going to pour milk in and things that our family is going to consume out of so it has been a game changer not only in that but I use it all over my house I use it in the on the toilets I use it to spray on my counters. I use it on places that I'm, that I wouldn't feel comfortable using other cleaners. It has been a game changer for our family. And right now you guys can get 40% off your order with code arin 40. And that's going to give you a first time discount on any of the bundles that you choose. The link for that is in my bio and we'll get back to the episode. Yeah. Whenever you bring animals in, you're all, I mean, when you have other lives depending on you, it's not like, I mean, I'm sure that farming is in like agriculture is hard too, as far as wheat and all that kind of stuff. But Losing a crop yep. just its different than losing a life you know that wasn't ready to go yet or, yeah. t- or taking care of the responsibility of that life. That's just a heaviness on you. Well, my next question was yeah. gonna be tips and, and everything, but I think you covered like a lot of tips as far as go <laughs> slow, ask for help. I think that your next group is gonna be a gold star group too. So I'm gonna wanna jump into that one as well because that I'm not great with the financial part. I'm like, we'll just make it all work out. And that's what my husband's like, no that's not how he, he went to school and in some of the numbers and he's like no honey that's not how it works I was like I know but I wish it did yeah. but if you could just talk right. about maybe some of your um, successes some things that you're really proud of and your challenges and I want to know how many how many ladies you have right now I don't know if I know your
1: total number uh, I don't know if I do either <laughs> um it, it it does change and we just yeah. have you know it it We've added so many, and then we've either lost some or we've sold some. Um, And is it calving season right now? So we calve um, year-round because you have to dry them off for about two months, and we are open year-round. So some... depending on the farm. I know there's some people who function a little more like a beef farm. So they dry everybody off in December, have a nice break during the winter, and then they calve in the spring and have milk to take to farmers markets or whatever. Um, Our community would be horribly disappointed in us. And, (laughs) and I'm the reason, the reason I do it this way is if I was going to make the investment of the time and the money to have raw milk in my life, I wouldn't want to be like, oh yeah, we're just going to take a three-month break during the time of year where everybody needs the most nourishment because there's yeah. all the junk going around.
0: Oh, so true. Um,
1: <laughs> so yeah, so we I didn't had even you around, think about that, um, as well. and we got a little out of whack there for a while, but we're starting up again in March. So Lola and Betty are having babies in March, um, oh. and then we'll have have some every couple months from there on out. So
0: oh my gosh, that's yeah. so amazing okay so
1: So, okay what was your question sorry
0: no you're fine just some successes over the past year that you've been really happy about or maybe a challenge or two that you worked yourself your way through
1: um honestly the thing that I am most proud of is my own personal growth through this Mm -hmm. um like you cannot have a business and deal with people on your property which is our home and um like, it's very intimate. When people buy stuff from us, they are talking to us. We see them in the shop. We see them on our property. And so I have gotten to be very comfortable in my own skin, which I have spent a lot of years not being. And so that's probably the thing that I am most proud of. And then and then the, the side of me that just wants to win, you know, to do the things that most people can't do is yeah. just like... Yeah, we're we're gonna hit that five year mark. And there have been plenty of times where we're like, oh yeah, that's why people quit at year two. Oh, that's why they drop before year five. Oh, and so we are very much problem solvers. And so that's kind of the fun of it, kind of the the challenge of it, but also there's there's good and bad with that. So I am I am proud of what we offer. I feel like, and then we have people who, you know, move away and they message us and they're like, we haven't found milk as good as yours. And that just makes my little heart happy and, you know, do the fist pump and, <laughs> um, but I am really proud of what we've built and all the lives we've touched and the, the families that we've connected. Like people have made friends out here or found, um, found a naturopath or a chiropractor or um, someone who can help them, you know, if we don't have it, we usually can connect them to someone else who will, whether that's another farm or, you know, a need that they have for their family to experience wellness in the way that they're looking for. And that makes my heart happy. That's definitely a role in life that God has given me is just kind of being one of those people that stand in the gap and help people you know walk them over that bridge to get to the next place so that means I don't get to keep a lot of people but also it's a really special spot to be a witness to what God is doing and how God is taking care of people and so sometimes I don't get to hear the end of the story but a lot of times I do so when they come back in the shop and they've you know they share with me what they've been through or, or they have another baby. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. We've gotten to see these families grow over five years and someone came in pregnant with their first and now they've had their third. And just being a witness to people's lives is like, it's, it's my favorite. So um, it's not so much the numbers. And I mean, I'm proud of that too, but that's, it's hard to share some of that publicly because people don't understand what they mean and how it doesn't work. You know, yeah. when it's your own business and a farm, it doesn't work like a paycheck. Um, yeah. So, but I am proud of what we've built. My husband loves milking cows. It's so cute to see him. Um, he's going to cringe that I called him. <laughs> he's this big burly mountain man. I call him a lumber snack because he's like bearded and oh six and 265 it. So cute is probably not the right word, but just, oh he goes out there and he talks to his girls and um, we joke, we joke with him and say, all the ladies love Kyle. Cause the cows just do, they, oh, they love that's him. Horrible. And, um, so yeah, I'm, I am proud of what we've built and, and the reputation that we've developed. And I'm just, I'm excited for this next stage of being able to, again, be that person in the bridging the gap for people where they're like, Hey, we want a homestead. And I'm like, Hey, maybe we can help you avoid, A few of these minefields along the way and make it easier. And um, same with farm to table businesses. Man, we need we need good food. Like, I just we're so spoiled, and we have been for the past 10 years. And um the fun of going out to eat for us now is that someone else cleans up the dishes, but like the food at home is so much better because I was talking to someone about that the other day. I was
0: like, honestly every time I go out to eat, I'm disappointed because we could have made it better, but we can leave. and We don't have to clean it up. So that's okay.
1: (laughs) Yep, exactly. So, um, and then one last just thought for people to consider, my husband and I were talking on the way home and uh, this weekend, and we're looking at all these farms, you know, and homesteads along the way. And he was saying, you know, what people don't realize when they're trying to do all the things at once is that People used, even in rural, like, even though the houses were a couple miles apart or whatever, it was a community. So then when you needed help with something, everybody would come together and do it. Or, like, maybe you'd have a day where everybody would bring their tomatoes and you'd can everything together, right? Like, that's how people learned. Or you have just have a day of it. And he's like these people probably built buying land and moving in with friends or with family. He's like, they probably have the right idea because then you're not doing it all. Like maybe this person has the goats and this person has the ducks and that person has the garden, but the chickens are at that place. So they're not destroying the garden. And you know, I mean, so <laughs> I love flowers and I cannot have flowers here to save my life. I have a hundred plus chickens and they destroy everything. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But oh yeah, well, it was so yeah. fun. To There's challenge. a lot to love about this life.
0: There is. And I think that that's just, you are so encouraging in, in the fact that you just kind of give people a big old, it's okay. Like, let's slow down. Let's take a moment and let's figure this out because you're right. It's nuanced. Everybody yeah. likes something different. You can do something different. You can quit something that doesn't make you a failure. You can try something else. But to have someone who's been through that tell you that and then kind of help lead you is just so encouraging because it can feel very lonely. And I know like for us, a lot of people are moving to try Mm -hmm. to find what they want. And so you're moving into an area where you don't have a ton of people. And so not only, Mindy, Mm -hmm. are you creating this community at home where you're physically seeing people, but I think that one of your big blessings is you're helping these other people who can then go forth and create these other communities. And you won't see probably the end of those stories either. But you were there at the beginning to start that transplant of having this huge thing, and that's just such a blessing. So I am so excited to just like keep tabs on everything you're doing because you're a mover and a shaker. And
1: I'm so <laughs> glad I found you on YouTube. Thanks, <laughs> You'll blow up there. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, you know, I just I figure the right people will find me. I would rather that than than a bunch of people that I don't want to find me, you know, it's just, yeah, I've met, I've met so many cool people though. And people have come to our farm, and yeah, that's my goal. Like we've created a community here and I, that's my goal is to replicate that online for those of us who, you know, don't necessarily have the homesteading friends who can come over and can all day together or something like that. We can post a picture and be like, look what I did. And everybody can come in and be like, that's amazing because it is, yeah, it really it is. is. So. Okay. So tell everybody where you're most
0: online, where they can follow you at. And then I will also drop all the links below, but where should they look for you at?
1: So our website is just the little red and all of our social links are there. Um, and then our homestead mentorship site, I did put it on a different site because I didn't want people to get overwhelmed. Um, so that is naturallysimplehomestead.com and then I'm everywhere I don't check Twitter a lot um YouTube I, get, <laughs> I I check occasionally but TikTok Facebook and Instagram I check every day and respond to comments there and um messages and I'm not the greatest at sharing in stories you do such a good job of that Erin I have so much fun watching yours but um i yeah, those are all the places you can find me. And I do lots of animal videos. I'm not good about the trending sounds and the the quippy reels, but that's, I can tell you why your chickens are molting and when they'll start laying eggs. <laughs> again. So that's what I bring to the table.
0: That's better anyhow. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> follow her, be part of her mentorship groups. You will be encouraged and blessed by her. And we will talk again next time. Bye. Thanks, Erin.